0: following program is recorded content created by the truth network it's matt slick live matt is the founder and president of the christian apologetics research ministry found online at calm.org when you have questions about bible doctrines turn to matt slick live for answers taking your calls and responding to your questions at 877-207-2276 here's
1: matt slick everybody welcome to the show it's me matt slick just a look live. Um, if you want to give me a call, all you got to do is dial 877 207 2276. We have nobody waiting right now. And also, you can um, email us at infocarm.org. Info at karm.org. And uh, also, I just want to let you know that um, uh, we're, you know, we're moving, we're trying to get over to Rumble. Uh, Rumble is like YouTube, except without the ridiculous restrictions. Now, YouTube is incredible. I mean, I, I, I look at YouTube all the time. I really do. I use it for a lot of, of research, and uh, I've just learned so much off the vids. But uh, we, you know, here, we say things here sometimes, or I say things, I should say sometimes, that a lot of uh, the uh, politically correct people don't really care about or care to hear So, uh, you know, we talk about COVID and stuff like that, the Biden crime family and the demise of our country. In fact, uh, we could talk about that. But um, if you want to, you know, so I'm just telling you, we're moving over to Rumble. And if you want to check it out, you can do that. Just go to Rumble. And um, things going on here? We'll move this over here. And so uh, (laughs) I'm distracted. Sorry about that. So if you do that, we, it would be very helpful because uh, you can also donate. Uh, that's not the reason why we're looking at it, but we're looking at it for freedom reasons, being able to speak without censorship. Uh, so that's rumble.com, and you can sign up, and you can uh, you can watch us, follow us. The link for it is on the CARM homepage, O R G. You can check that out. And we have, uh, let's see. We have yeah, yeah. We're getting about five to ten setups a day, and that's pretty good. You know, I like that. Ooh, I gotta turn the light out out here, and so you know, it's it's working nicely, and we're slowly gaining, just like we did with the normal uh, with with YouTube, but we're we're doing it here this way. Rumble, dot com. Check it out. Okay, all right, everybody. So I want to hear from you. Give me a call. Don't make me come out there. Eight seven seven two zero seven two two seven six. I've been working more with AI stuff, uh, researching it, as well as utilizing some of the stuff, uh, researching uh, graphics uh, production, voice production, and things like that, let you know what I find later on. Uh, I'm very interested in it. Well, one, I'm a tech nerd, uh, but also for the fact that uh, there are certain warnings associated with artificial intelligence. We've got to be careful uh, about it, particularly when people with artificial intelligence get in power, like Pelosi and Biden, and things like that, uh, you you know the AIs there that are working, they're not always uh, what they're cracked up to be. So there you go. Having said that, as you can tell, I don't uh, I don't trust uh, the people in power. I don't. Uh, it's pretty pessimistic, but that's what it is. All right. So uh, I want to hear from you. Eight seven seven two zero seven two two seven six. I want to thank you for your article below. I was approached by them. Who is them? I wish people oh the world mission Society Church of God, oh really, and respectfully refuted them at every turn, but they are completely immune to reason that is correct it's scary. happy to see you very strong and sa- you' sa- uh, very strong and sound analysis you may also want to check out uh they have something similar the word olive world olivet assembly see there you go there's another something you got to check out, and what I do is I put them on a list of uh <laughs> Of stuff I got to research. Oh, uh, let's see. There we go. World Olivet Assembly. I'll just put that right there as a list of things I got to research. You know, I, I enjoy researching. I enjoy uh, just doing this. I I do. I enjoy uh, just um, just you know providing information for people. And I was talking to my wife about this and about uh, last night about uh, the goals. You know, here to. To educate. So I'm kind of curious, you know. Um, maybe you can give me some feedback here. You can call me up, we could talk about it, or you can email me. But uh, I'm trying to figure out a way to provide a set of teachings, video teachings, that are quick and succinct and easy, where Christians can learn. Uh, you know i've watched a lot of videos they have a lot of videos from a lot of ministries and i'm not knocking them uh praise god you know, there's a lot of ministries that teach a lot of good stuff and there are but my style is a little bit different in that i just want to get right to the point and to say this is what it is and so i've been thinking about developing what i call the two minute seminary where each lesson is two minutes or less uh so i've been working on an outline but working on some uh, ideas for graphics working out some other ideas i'm going to uh, do some more uh, research, but I want to start here in a week or two or three uh, voicing some stuff and putting stuff either in, paper, in a PowerPoint and or video. I, I don't know. I haven't got it all worked out yet, but I'm going to develop it. And I'd like to know also something else. Here's something that, that's really important. Just generic questions. Now, of course, I answer questions. That's what I do. But those kind of questions that uh, are are most prevalent uh, for people particularly those who have complaints about god christianity they don't understand things maybe you're one of them maybe you know you don't understand who god is you you wonder about uh, why god allows evil in the world you could email me these kind of questions And what I could do is I get enough of them, I can put them in groups and then answer them in a kind of a sequence where one builds on another and uh, answer questions in a a succinct way. Now, a lot of times what I'll do, uh, even when people call me up here, I'll just say, I don't know, I don't know how to answer that one. And maybe sometimes it's because I just don't know the answer, or other times it's because the Bible doesn't tell us. And I just say, well, I don't know how to answer it, the scripture don't reveal it. So these are the kind of things I'm working working on and thinking about. And um, uh, so one of the things we did was we we raised funds for a camera, which I got. And I wanted to tell uh, the people, uh, I'm going to be contacting them individually here, either emails or voice, I don't know yet. But um, we raised funds for a camera, and uh, I've been playing with it, looking at it, and... It, it's beautiful. It's working. In fact, I was telling my wife that the old cameras I had uh, left me with a little bit of PTSD because I was working with them, and I couldn't get the lighting right, couldn't get the effect right, it, you know, had no ISO uh, adjustability, had no this, no that. And I, I just worked on it for, I, I must have spent, you know, 100 hours uh, trying to get things to look good. and could never do it, and, and just gave up. And so we raised the money for this, this uh, one new camera. We have a, 90D, a Canon 90D, which I don't want to get a second, but that's another story, another time. And uh, it, it's working. And I was able to get the lighting right, and I couldn't believe it. I, I tried a voice thing, it worked perfectly. So it's like it's all solved. And now I have it set and have it ready to the point where I can start doing videos here pretty quickly. So I just want to say thanks to those of you who supported me in that uh, and, and gave for uh, the camera. It really does help, and it helps my sanity, uh, for one thing, because I've spent so much time trying to get things to work right. Uh, and even though when you see the so-called finished product, you'll go, well, Matt's got a face for radio, <laughs> and stuff like that. So uh, any anyway. rate... There you go. You're working on that, and I want to say thanks. I want to let people know about that for the people who did donate. i get got to look into doing that. just want to say thanks. We have four open lines. If you want to give me a call, 877 207 And if you are interested in watching on Rumble, just go to rumble.com. You can uh, sign up, and you, or you can just type in uh, org or Matt Slick Live, I think. Either one of those will work. Maybe some of the guys here. Uh, on uh, in our chat and test it out. Just write in what the what works. Put it in the private chat uh, button if you can, one of you guys. And um, I'll I'll build, tell people over the air how it works. What the best way is. So, wow! See, there we go. All this stuff. All right. All right. Let's just jump on the calls. Let's get to Chuck from North Carolina. Chuck, welcome. You're on the air.
0: Uh, thank you, Matt. And the ducks are, are sure. Uh, the ducks are sleeping. They're or going around in the water, so they're not up today. But anyway, <laughs> okay. not slipping. Uh Anyway, okay. First John five nineteen. Mm-hmm. The whole world lieth in the power of the wicked one. Could you elaborate on the word lieth?
1: Um, First John five nineteen. All right, uh, lies in the power. Uh, lieth in yeah, okay, well, lieth to in. just oh. it's L-I-E-S the verb uh, but not as in deceit but to lie down to be laid down it's kemai uh, from the verb kemai and uh, so uh, I'm looking at it uh, to be placed or set to be laid applied to be laid as a foundation to be stored up to set a point uh, in the power of someone First John 5.19 is the only Place it, it's used like that. So the verb is 2749, and what I can do is type in 2749. I can tell you how many times that word is used 24 times in 24 verses. Uh, the axe is already laid at the root of the trees. You are a lighter in the city, a city set mm. on a hill. Uh, come and see the place where he was lying. Uh, he was lying in a manger, uh, the baby lying in a manger. Behold, a child is appointed for the fall and rise of many, uh, and yeah. So, it has a a, a nice semantic domain uh, to appoint to, uh, put in place, to lay something down, uh, to set something in place. So, and in First John five nineteen, uh, the whole world lies or rests in the uh, the power of the evil one the word power is not there in the Greek Which uh, the word oh, power okay. generally is, is dunamis so it says the whole world uh-huh. lies in the evil one lies in uh, actually, oh, that's it's, terrible. yeah it is lies in the evil one so let's see uh, let's see what I'm doing is looking in the context because sometimes what translators will do is borrow a word from an immediate context and uh, place it in there so I'm looking for the word power or something like it, uh, previousness. previously, all unrighteousness is sin. There is, And there is a sin not leading to death. We know that no one who's born of God sins. That's actually an interesting verse. Continues to be in sin is what the Greek is talking about there. But he who is born of God keeps him, and the evil one does not touch him. We know that we are of God. The whole world lies in the evil one. Mm. Wow. Here's
0: That's what
1: we're going through a yeah, that's a great yeah. explanation. Praise the Lord. Yeah. It actually lies in the Greek word is N, Epsilon Nu E N in English, in the uh the evil. Wow, this is interesting. Uh Poneras um, is the word evil in a moral or spiritual sense. Poneras. So the whole world, Alas Cosmos, uh Halas Cosmos, the, yeah, the whole world lies in the, literally, literally it is actually uh, lies in the evil but let me check uh, what this is this is a date of okay, that's why and so, uh, masculine, singular, date of so, it's the object there okay, so, yeah, the evil one, okay okay, got it, okay yeah, uh, so no big deal, but that's what it. That's what it's saying. Okay, the whole world lies in the evil one, and that they put the power of. Now you got me curious about this. I'm going to look it up in text comparison and see what it says. So if you want to hold on, I'll tell you when we get back. We can talk a little bit more. Hey, folks, if you want to give me a call, eight seven seven two zero seven two two seven six. We have four open lines. Give me a call. We'll be right back.
0: Slick Live, taking your calls at 877-207-2276. Here's Matt Slick. Hey
1: everybody, welcome back to the show. We have three open lines, 877-207-2276. All right, Chuck. Okay, you still there, Chuck? Yes, sir. All right, so you be yeah, looking sure at am. this. And so, uh, so, I'm a little curious uh, grammatically because of the power one. So it lies uh, in the the power of the evil one, and that's the dative, uh, and the power of the evil one, dative, which is uh, is the indirect object. So you know, I gave a book to the man. To the man would be the, what's called the dative case in Greek. So it's the indirect object. You know, I gave. A book, a book would be the the uh, direct object, accusative, and then the dative is the indirect object to the man. So I'm just talking out loud because uh, no, that's great. of the evil one. So world lies in. That's why they do it. I get it now. So the whole world lies in, and then it's dative. So it's the evil one uh, is the indirect object. But it's it's that's really interesting. Direct object, yeah. Direct object explains ind- a lot, doesn't it? Ind- indirect object. Sorry, it's a dative case, which uh, means something. So the power of the evil one. That's why it's doing it like that. I get it. That's why mm-hmm. the word power is implied because this is the dative, which is the indirect object. Okay, now it makes sense. Okay, good. So now I see why they do that. Now I see why they, they, they. Now what's really interesting is why John would write that way. So he he says that, and it's an implication of the skill and the style that people know it linguistically naturally. Okay, I, I get it. So anyway, uh, the ESV uh, says the power of the evil one. The King James lieth in wickedness. That's cool. World um, lies under the sway of the wicked one. Another one says the power of the evil one. LEB, NIVs has controlled the evil one and uh, seated in wickedness and de- dual raves. All right. Boy, that's really interesting. That really is interesting. Well, one day one
0: day we'll be in heaven, Matt. Things are pretty, yes. you know, the Democratic Party is going crazy. And uh, But I'd like to get to your next caller. Thanks a lot for that great explanation.
1: Sure, no problem, Matt. No problem at all. All right. Okay. Whoops, sorry about that. Um, yeah, thanks. And uh, Jesus Freak 48 thanks for your $5 uh, rant. Uh, we appreciate that. Thank you very much. Appreciate that. Really, we do. So uh, that means that you guys can donate if you like what we're doing here on the air, and it helps us stay on the air. So um, he's really got me intrigued about this verse when I look at it in the Greek. Uh, we know that we are of God and that the whole world lies in the evil one and so uh, that it was so it needs a, a direct object because it's an ind- yeah so you know i was talking to somebody had lunch with somebody today and we got talking about uh, stuff and so you know yeah here's a, th- a, a kind of a, an issue i have to deal with here is uh, we talk theology we talk about the various things that people have uh, have needs of and so much of it is dealing with darkness and problems and sin and one of the concerns I have about this show is that it can become depressing because there's so many people calling I'm not blaming the people but uh, these are dire needs and serious issues And sometimes we'll talk about the nature of the Trinity and things like that. But more and more, we're dealing with contemporary issues and how our Christian life relates. And so uh, just the way things are going, uh, we're in in trouble. And I just do hope that by God's grace, um, well, that he uh, he provides through it. I'm going to leave it at that for now because there's so much to be able to be said about that. Let's get to Travis from North Carolina. Travis, welcome. You are on the air. Hey man, how's it going? It's going, man. Hanging in there, Travis. I ain't, welcome back.
2: I uh, I ain't, I ain't called in a couple of days, man. I, I've been trying to work right. and stay busy. I ain't want you thinking I went back to them for a while. That's all right, man. No worries. Um, you know, I'm I'm getting ready to pull in church actually. So I just had a second. I wanted to catch you though. Um, sure. The online schools that you do. Um, I mm-hmm. whenever I first heard you say, talk about them on the radio. Um, you said that I mean, if, if the situation was really Where somebody couldn't pay for it but really wanted to learn, you could probably help them out. My situation is coming home. I don't, and i I didn't want to. I didn't want to run up, you know, a big cab and not do something I'm not going to use. And I think the the other two, the other two schools, I'm I'm pretty adept on, but I really wanted to uh, do the one on apologetics.
1: I tell you what, what I want you to do is just email us and uh, just say that. Talk to me on the radio, and uh, Matt said uh, give you all three schools, and that's it. Okay. That's so all i got to do. And
2: okay. Uh, see to it. what so send email?
1: Just info at karm.org. And uh, we'll okay. glad, be glad to do it. It doesn't cost us anything to do that, okay? All we have to do is just put okay. some codes in. It's done. It doesn't cost us. So uh, it's 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 free to you, and that's okay. All right? Just let you know.
2: I, okay. I greatly appreciate it, man. I'm getting yeah, there to pull in the right. church, but uh, I, I will be in touch.
1: All right, brother. <laughs> Sounds good, brother. All right. God bless.
2: Okay. All right. God bless, Matt Okay.
1: So, folks, I don't mention it very often, but we do have uh, three online schools that uh, we do charge, and it we do because it helps pay the bills. We have to do radio; it costs money to do radio. It costs money to, for the hosting; it's several hundred dollars a month. It costs money to pay for the uh, missionaries and things like that. It's mean, just what it is. It, you know, it, it, I hate to say this is a business, but it is. Uh, it's a ministry, but you know, we've got to pay bills so uh, that's one of the ways we do that and so i want to just let you know that we do have these schools out there the schools you can go to i believe it's schools is it plural just school.com let me check i haven't been there in a while i wrote them and then kind of forgot about them School.com.org, uh is uh is it and you can sign up and if is that right that's not right no it's learn oh my thinking i should know this but i'm the president <laughs> learn.com.org there it is so if you go there and you want to sign up and you want to uh, learn um, theology, apologetics uh, some some uh, low level critical thinking stuff that you can apply that's where you can go and I'll say it again if you can't afford it all you got to do is ask us and we just give it to you just say hey I can't afford it can I have them and that's it we'll give them to you for free and if you are able to sign up and help us out, uh, please do, because it does help us. And uh, it took me six months to write the theology school, six months to write the apologetics school, and uh, four months to write the critical thinking one. That's not eight hours a day every day, but it, you know, it took a while. All right. So just let me you know. There's a lot of experience, a lot of knowledge in there, and it's done nicely. You can check it out. Learn.karm.org. All right. All right, all right, all right. And uh, so rumble.com.org forward slash user, carm org forward slash live, all that information. Hey, we have four open lines. Give me a call, 877 207 2276. I forgot to ask Travis about that. We'll call him again tomorrow. We'll talk to him some other time. Ed from Virginia, welcome. You're on the air. Hey, how you doing? Doing all right. Oh, uh, first darn, time, there's come a on. break. There's a break, man. I'm sorry for the bad timing. So hold on, all right? We'll be right back, okay? Sorry about that. Hey, folks, four open lines, 877-207-2276. You can also email me at info at org. We'll be right back.
0: Matt Slick Live, taking your calls at 877-207-2276.
1: Here's Matt Slick. All right, buddy, welcome back to the show. Let's get back on the air with Ed from Virginia. Sorry about that uh, timing there, but, hey, you're back on.
3: No problem. I heard a preacher today, and he was talking about how his grandmother passed away, and now she looks like an 18-year-old. And I thought, what? I don't think, uh, you know, so really. I was thinking the other day, my wife passed away at 48, if I live another 30 years I'm going to be 90 and wrinkled, so am I going to look different than her when I get there?
1: <laughs> That's a good question, we don't have an answer for it, um, and so I can only offer conjecture, no. because the Bible doesn't tell us, it doesn't say how we're going to right. look, what age we're going to be. So here's my conjecture, it's just that is that Jesus was crucified at 33, resurrected at 33. And so uh, because of that, I think we might just look like we're 33. So am I right? Well, my wife's going to be. be in shock. She's be in shock? Why is that?
3: My wife's going to be in shock when I get there. <laughs> You'll
1: be looking different. <laughs> <laughs> well, <laughs> looking for me, better to me. Oh Well, yeah, my wife's like that, too. My wife's really good-looking, and I look like, you know, a bag of, of logs rolling down a hill. So, uh, you know, that's okay. So for me to be good in heaven, <laughs> be an improvement. People say i got a face for radio. But anyway, as far as uh, as far that, I don't know. I, I can't tell you because the Bible doesn't tell us, and I just like to think we'll be like Christ. He was 33. That's the mark, beauty right. mark, beauty stage. We'll be 33. I could be way off, and I, but I just don't know. So, you know? Yeah,
3: I mean, I just don't know where the guy got that. His grandmother's going to look eighteen, you know.
1: It just, yeah, it's like yeah. a little skeptic there. <laughs> yeah, I, I would be, uh, I, I'd be too. Yeah, I'd be skeptical too. Yeah, and uh, yeah. but you know, it's okay, it's all right. But I like the idea well, of uh, of being younger. I mean, I'm 66, and for a 66 year old, I'm in really good shape. So a lot of people have all kinds of problems right now. I'm in great shape, but. Uh, Boy, I'll tell you, not like I was at nineteen or even thirty-three. Right, right. You know.
3: Hey, just a side note. I I listened to you the other day, and uh, I heard you two were on mill, and I'm pre-mill. And you know what? It Mm -hmm. it doesn't matter. You know, we shouldn't be arguing over that stuff. That's right. There's more important things to argue about. And you know, I I respect your view. I think you got a good argument there. And bottom line is, you know, can we be one hundred percent sure? I don't know, <laughs> you know, no, but I'm with you. in light of where we are today in this world, it's not important. Uh, yeah,
1: it, uh, I think it has importance in the issue of, of teaching and possibilities, but I know right. what you're saying. It is secondary right. to everything else, and, and that you have the right attitude. Right. It's like, I'm on male, you're pre I'm like, okay, now what? Great, let's uh, go, right. go witness together. That's, that's what which, it's supposed which. to be. You
3: should be in a church that's on male and I should be in a church that's pre and we have unity.
1: Uh, well, yeah, but actually but, uh, the church I was attending was pre-mill, pre-trib rapture, and I'm on-mill post-trib rapture, so I don't yeah. care, you know.
3: Well, yeah, it, you know, as long matter. as, you know, depending on, like, again, what the church's stance is on, us teaching, our view, you know, so, yeah. uh, right. Uh, like our church had an on-mill guy, and, and our church is pre-mill, but he was like, you know, I'm not going to make that an issue on the mission field. Uh, so I right. think, you know, make Christ the issue. But, uh, so, yeah. yeah, anyway, thank you so much for... Uh, I appreciate
1: appreciate your show. Hey, well, thank you very uh, much. I uh, appreciate you appreciating. Well, good. Well, uh, God that means you. you. That means uh, you're not tired of me yet. So that's good. that's good.
3: <laughs> that means that means what?
1: Means you're not tired of me yet uh, because you haven't heard the really bad uh, stuff. I guess if you listen a little while. So, uh, well, that's good. No, I Appreciate it. Mean, you everybody.
3: know, we you're, you're a true yep. biblicist and uh, stand for the truth, and that's what's important. That's you know, right. there's, there's minor things we do. not have all the answers to, and we don't need to you know, die on those uh, pedestals.
1: Amen. You have a good attitude. Yeah, seriously, you have a really good attitude. Praise God. All right. Just praise God.
3: God bless right. you. Thank you.
1: All right. God bless, man. God bless. All right. Ed from Virginia. I like that. Uh, good head on his shoulders. You know, he's right. Uh, we can have differences of opinion on debatable issues, and this should just be a loving uh, disagreement, and we're all going to be corrected when we get to heaven. That's how it should be. Uh, our attitude should be here. So, you know, I have people uh, that work with me uh, in the ministry here, and I'm not even sure uh, what their views are eschatologically. Like, Okay, that's, that's how important it is. You know, it's like, well, okay. Uh, yeah, let's move on. Hey, for open lines, if you want to give me a call, eight seven seven Let's get to guy from Virginia. Hey guy, welcome. You are on the air.
2: Hey Matt, how, how's it going? You're doing an outstanding job. I just started listening to your show a couple months ago. Thank you for the work that you do. Hey, and uh um, I just kind of Yes sir. I just had a question about the Old Testament. I you know, the the heroes of the Bible like Abraham, David, Solomon, multiple wives, some had concubines. Yeah. Was was that something that God was okay with back then? Or I just um, I, it's hard to see these mm-hmm. these giants of the Bible just have all these wives. Was it okay in that, that time?
1: Well, it was permitted. So that's what I like to tell okay. people is is God permitted it. He permits people to lie, to steal. He permits uh, a polygamy as well. But not to, to say that doctrine is made through experience, but there is something to consider. The When, when when, uh, why, one of the reasons polygamy was, was prevalent was because the culture and the economy of places were were such that, let's look at the economic reasons first that um, women oh, how to I say all this together, women were not considered property but were often uh, sometimes treated as property. They were very valued and were the ch- child bearers, of course, but they were uh, they in that culture at the time, they were under the authority of the males in the family, and they weren't allowed really to go out by themselves generally. And they were, they could, but they had to have male escorts and things generally. So the uh, the issue of their protection was important, and their virginity was highly regarded, and so when they would marry. The proof of virginity, etc., was necessary and was highly prized. Uh, and so, women—it's interesting how, how they were treated and, and viewed in a lot of, of ways. So it's almost as though they were objects, but they weren't. They—you know—the the Bible talks about the woman going out in Proverbs thirty-one, buying a, a field and, and, and uh, negotiating this and that, and, and being very productive in the home. So they had that as well as part of of the women and the attitude about them. So they weren't really working in groups. A group of men could go out and work, but a group of women wouldn't go out and work in the field unless there was a condition in which they could be protected, where you knew it was safe in this field because there would be family members nearby to protect them to whatever. This is how it was. All right. So let's say one nation goes against another nation. Uh, Who's going to fight? It's going to be the men. The young men, the older men, but it's gonna be the men. And so often in a in a war, the men would male population would be devastated. Now you have women that would be the survivors in a certain uh, situation. So sometimes what would happen is the victor victorious nation would then uh, take the women as spoil and marry them. They were treated well, they were treated properly, but they would marry them and they would become part of the house. And here's another little something to think about. It was often understood that the woman's body was the place where you put a seed that would grow, like a seed in the ground. And the the seed was what was important. Not the ground, but the seed. So you could put the seed over there, you could put the seed over there, or over here, and it would grow. So women... They did not understand genetics, of course. This is why, the like, for example, Abraham went into um, uh, oh, H- H- Hagar and had a son that was uh, his wife, it's, you know the, the servant, because it was his seed. So women could be taken, and they could be the seed uh, houses. I'm trying to be the generic of kids around and say this nicely. And uh, raise up children and they were, they were respected and guarded as well, but this would be one of the situations during war, or a famine, because the men would be the one out working, and the men would be the one who would die first. Well then, what it happens if a nation is pretty much devastated in a war or a plague, most of the men are gone, and the women are still in their geographical area, well then the men would often take different women, in addition uh, to their initial wife, as wives, into the home, because they couldn't take a woman into the home and live if she was of marrying age and childbearing age without propriety because there'd be fornication so marriage was the way to guarantee that that fornication wouldn't occur and it meant that the women were then protected and under the headship of a family so other men would know that woman over there is part of that household and so this is how the culture was and the ec- economics and stuff like that was that really fomented and supported the idea and almost, I should say, dare I say, the necessity of polygamy. I don't know if these were necessity there uh, too strictly, but very loose sense. And God permitted this kind of marriage uh, lot of, largely for practical reasons to help protect women. Okay? So hold on, we got a, a break yeah. coming up. with feedback on that. Okay, wow, large explanation, but that's just part of the history there. Hey, if you want to give me a call, 877-207-2276. We'll be right back.
0: It's Matt Slick Live! Taking your calls at 877-207-2276.
1: Here's Matt Slick. All right, welcome back, everybody. We're at the last segment of the hour. The hour going by quickly. Uh, let's get back on the air with Guy from Virginia. Guy, now you asked me a question. I gave you a long answer, but I hope that helped um, to some
2: degree. It 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 did. I have that blew my mind. I, I had no idea about about that bra- background, and it makes complete sense. Thank you so much for for answering that question. Because uh, you read that, and you're just like what. Well, that's really weird, but now it, it makes sense. So I thank you for that. Okay.
1: Yeah, culture and context. You put flesh and blood on something, and a lot of things make sense. Nothing is necessarily excusable. But the culture of things really helps us understand certain things, and particularly when you come to the parables. And uh, I like to explaining those every now and then. But, yeah, so there you go. Okay.
2: Perfect. Thank you, sir. You're doing a great job. Keep up the great work.
1: All right. Well, hey, man, God bless. You're welcome.
2: All right. God bless. Bye. Okay.
1: So we don't have anybody waiting right now if you want to give me a call 877-207-2276. Uh, yeah, let's see. Could All right, so someone he emailed uh, or emailed me, sorry, and uh, is asking if I could exegete a certain verse Second Corinthians 5:19. Namely that God was in Christ reconciling the world to himself, not counting their tresp- trespasses against them and has committed us to the word of reconciliation could um, you elaborate on the scripture, please? Now, the head, the heading of the email says "unlimited atonement," and you'll notice that the atonement is not mentioned in Second Corinthians five nineteen. It's it's unfortunate that sometimes uh, people will go to verses like this. I'm not knocking the, the email guy. but I, The reason I'm saying this is because I had a debate with somebody and who went to uh, Colossians 1.20, and I'll get to the you know, segment is 5.19 also, and through him to reconcile all things to himself, having made peace with the, through the blood of the cross. Now, that verse could be uh, uh, used to deal with the issue of the atoning sacrifice. The issue here, it says in Colossians one twenty reconcile all things. Well, what does the all things mean? If we mean the all things includes uh, the demonic realm, then it means the demonic realm is saved, and, and potentially. And so there's some problems just uh, by a, a real low-level examination. So, nevertheless, uh, 2 Corinthians 5.19, that God was in Christ reconciling the world to himself. Now, that's an interesting uh, statement. Uh, we could look at it, and we could say... Uh, let me look context here. I'll go through. I'm going to go through this slowly. That if anyone is in Christ, he's a new creature. 2 Corinthians 5:17. I love that verse. Verse 18, now all these things are from God who reconciled us to himself through Christ and gave us the ministry of reconciliation. So if we look at verse 18, which precedes verse 19, of course, that he reconciled us to himself through Christ what we could glean from this is that those who are saved have been reconciled and we then have to ask what does the word reconcile means and the word let me see how many times it occurs in the new testament it occurs 6 times romans 5:10 for if while we we're enemies we were reconciled to god through the death of his son 1 corinthians 7:11 uh, but if she does not leave she must remain unmarried or else be reconciled to her husband Second Corinthians 5.18 and 19 which you are looking at and then also verse 20 where it talk, talks about uh, be rec- uh, on, on behalf of Christ be reconciled to God so what it looks like he's talking about in the pericope of Second Corinthians 5.18 and 19 and 20 the reconciliation is dealing with those who are believers and so that God was in Christ. That's the Father was in Christ, reconciling the world to Himself. Now, when we look at the word "world," then what's the word "world" mean? Because a lot of people think that, like John three sixteen, God's love the world. That means every individual. Not necessarily. It's a possibility that it could mean that, but it's not necessary that that's what it means. Now, when I talk like this, I try and teach people how to ask better questions about texts because a lot of people what they'll do is they'll look at a text and they will just say this is what it means and they go on i like to ask more questions so john 3 16 is a very common verse god shall love the world some people say it means every individual who ever lived some people say the world means the thing the round globe uh, with trees and wind and people Some people say the word world means all the nation groups, not just the Israelites. So there's a different sense in which the world could be understood. And we don't want to transfer the word world meaning from one place to another context. Nor do we want to take the word reconcile from one place and transfer it to another place. But what we do want to do is see how God uses the term reconcile in the different cases. And so it occurs six times. And in each place, it looks like to be brought into a proper relationship. That's a very broad way of saying it. We're reconciled to God, brought into a proper relationship. But in that sense, in the redemptive sense, and in the marriage sense, be reconciled that the problems that they had are, are not there anymore. And uh, reconciled from God, uh, reconciled us to himself, we're looking at that, reconciling the world to himself and be reconciled to God. So it looks like what he's talking about here, that God was in Christ reconciling the world to himself, not counting their trespasses against them. Now we look at the word world, and as it says, not counting their trespasses, it looks like the word world is talking about people the world, not counting their trespasses against him. It looks like his people. Some might make the case that it would be in angelic realm also. I'm not going to go there. I wouldn't agree with that. But this is just what some people might be able to do if they are universalists, for example, and, and use that. But nevertheless, reconciling the world to himself, not counting their trespasses against him. Well, the only ones who are, not, who, are the, who are in the group that is not having their trespasses counted against them would be the saved. So, when we look at this, is what I do in my head when I go through all these verses. I think about it. I, I go through all these iterations. So, God was in Christ reconciling the world to himself. The word world, it would seem to mean people, people groups, not counting their trespasses. Okay. Well, then that would mean that of the people groups, it's a subgroup of them, meaning the saved not counting their trespasses against them. So now we could say that the word world in the context means the saved people. And we could. Namely, that God was in Christ reconciling the world to himself, not counting their trespasses against them. If someone wants to say that the word world means every individual who ever lived, then that would be universalism, not counting their trespasses against them. So the word world here can't mean every individual who ever lived. It just it can't mean that. Otherwise, you have universalism, and that's just simply a false teaching. From other reasons of Scripture, so the word "world" here is this is a tough one because of the context and the immediate uh, note. Not counting their trespasses against them, that's the forgiven ones. So God was in Christ reconciling the world, the forgiven ones. Now, does the word "world" there mean? The forgiven ones. Or as what he's saying is generically that what he's doing is reconciling all kinds of people to himself that that exist all over everywhere, not counting their trespasses to them. In that case, the reconciliation would imply forgiveness. And he's committed us to the word of reconciliation. Therefore, we are ambassadors of Christ as though God were making an appeal through us we beg you on behalf of Christ, be reconciled to God. And that verse right there really speaks to me, Second Corinthians 5.20. We are ambassadors for Christ. Wow. As though God were making an appeal through us. We beg you on behalf of Christ, be reconciled to God. Wow, that, that really speaks to me. I'm going to study that one. Uh, that just, you know how you read verses sometimes and they kind of stick out? That's what's happening to me right now with Second uh, Corinthians 5.20. I'm going to be be uh, studying that. Um, and then he goes on in verse 21. He made him who knew no sin to be sin in our behalf so that we might become the righteousness of God in him. Federal headship there, imputation, justification. We won't get into that. So that Anyway, the email is about 2 Corinthians 5.19. So what I'm doing is I'm just thinking out loud. This is how I examine uh, texts. This is what I do. I think about these things. And then I start taking notes. Here's a possibility. Here's a possibility. Here's a possibility. And then what I'll do is I'll narrow it down. And so as I'm doing this out loud, just maybe you guys can learn from this procedure. I mean, whatever, is I'm asking questions about it to learn about it. If someone wants to say reconciling the world means that Jesus died for everyone, then it means that it requires universalism because if that's the case, uh, that God was in Christ, he died for everyone, not counting their trespasses against them, then that would mean that the people he died for, which was everyone, all have to go to heaven, and that would be universalism, and that can't be the case of the text. Because we know from Mark three twenty-nine, Matthew 25, 46, etc., people go to hell. So that sense of interpretation can't be consistent with the whole of Scripture, so therefore we have a problem with that interpretation. So we say Christ reconciling the world to himself, now what we can say is the word world probably means all people groups. Now, I like to say that, I lean towards that myself, because Jesus says in Matthew fifteen twenty four that he was sent only to the lost sheep of the house of Israel. He was not sent to the whole world. People don't know that. Jesus was not sent to the whole world. Matthew 15, 24, he said he was sent only to the lost sheep of the house of Israel. So what he's saying there is that covenantally he was sent to Israel, but Israel rejected the Messiah, so we the Gentiles are grafted in. That's why it says Jesus' propitiation, not only for our sins, but the sins of the whole world. Now that's another related topic, because propitiation means a sacrifice that turns away wrath. This is out of 1 John 2, 2. propitiation not only for our sins but the sins of the whole world some people think well the word whole world means every individual but you got to be careful because a propitiation is not something that makes salvation or forgiveness or or i should i should back up to propitiate means the sacrifice that removes wrath it doesn't make the removal possible it doesn't make it conditional it's actually done so when the high priest would go into the temple and uh, sprinkle blood in the mercy seat, then they were propitiated. The wrath of God for that year was now removed. It was done. So if he's a propitiation for our sins, not only for us, but the whole world, then the word whole, the, the phrase whole world, word world means all the people groups and there's specific individuals within that, which seems to be consistent with how Paul's using it, too. That Christ was in the world. God was in Christ, reconciling the world to Himself, not counting their trespasses against them. So we can't say the word "world" here means every individual, because it means uh, that they'd all go to heaven because their trespasses were not counted against them. So the word "world" here again has to mean a generic kind of people groups all over the place, and that's how I would exegete that verse. That's what I go through when I when I uh, I work through stuff. I think about things like that, and. Uh, you know, some, for some people like my wife it's she'll not. ask me a question well let's examine it she's like I'm out right of here <laughs> but it works for uh, exegesis it works for exegesis so there you go hope you enjoyed that hey we are out of time may the Lord bless you by his grace we'll be back on here tomorrow I'll be on Lord willing in two hours from now 9 o'clock Eastern time I'll be on um, uh, uh, what is it <laughs> I'll fit in the phone thing I can't remember uh, Cloud. Uh, oh man, what's it Cloudflare. I can't remember. Club deck and club uh, on the phone. Anyway, I'll be there tonight teaching. Hey, folks. God bless.
2: Another program powered by the Truth Network.